The following commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3215 or email radio at bnnmedia.org. I'm here in Boston. Again, good afternoon. I'm your, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. My name of the show is From the Trenches, baby. Observation from the Trenches, from the Trenches, from the Trenches. You're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. you listen to WBCA 102.9 FM in Boston. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a blessed day today. I know this is uh week of school's out. I was throwing kids home, so hopefully you had some plan for them to do exciting, you know, educational. So hopefully everything's going well with you and the children. And today I want to have just a very simple, simple conversation. As an American who identifies as ADOS, that stands for American Descent of Slavery, became out of, out of that institution. No, we're not slave, but it became out of that institution. That's our lineage. I want to really put out into the atmosphere something for the young folks, those who come behind us, Gen Xers and Gen Zs to think about. A toxic culture is not good for the group. I want to just put it out there, young people. A toxic culture is not good for you, not good for the group. And what I've seen in the last 30, 40 years since King has been murdered I was born in 1953, and in 1973, rap came into existence. And I'm not here to bash rap now. I'm not bashing rap. Because any form of mass communication is a powerful vehicle if it's used to enlighten, raise consciousness, or stir folks to healthy action. So in the last 50 years, what has rap done when it took a turn for the worst for the Adels community, meaning American blacks. Culturally, what has it done for the group? When you look at a lot of these clips on Facebook or TikTok, all you see are either young men flashing weapons, flashing gang signs, etc. These are young men now. <clears throat> Excuse me. These are young men. I live in the gangster life, the thug life, whatever you want to call it. And you see young women, right, who, you know, gorgeous as they are, for the most part have become uh, indoctrinated into prostitution. That they are prepared to sell their beauty if you can buy, pay their rent, pay their bills, etc. And so the culture has become toxic. And given our history in this country has been one of oppression and exploitation, the culture of the last 30, 40 years has not really done much for the group. And if you think about it, young people, right, it has made, we, already, we always had a tarnished image because to really exploit and take advantage of us, right, through racism, you had to demonize us and our behavior and our mannerism. And so in the last 30 years, right, the culture has really, you know, co-signed that. 
in a way, our culture, our culture has become what I call an agent of white supremacy. An agent of white supremacy. And so what I want you to consider, you know, as we baby boomers get out of your way, you take full control because, you know, it's your turn now. That culture matters. Having a code of conduct that everyone, you know, you know thrives towards, try to, uh, you know, aspire to be, matters. Being born in the baby boomers, having experience, you know, Jim Crow, you know, back of the bus, all that kind of stuff like that. Just blatant, blatant hatred. But as I have sit back and observed the current culture and contrasted to how, what I was exposed to, our parents, my parents born in 1930, they were determined, determined. And we were a lot poorer than you guys. As far as material, as far as materialism and money and you know, stuff like that, they were determined that although the white community might think of us as nothing, throwaways, you know, they were determined that when they went out in public, they were always going to understand that they had that they represented the group, the group. In them days, we, we were referred to as Negroes. They were determined not to give any embarrassing presentation regarding the group. You didn't see folks out there fussing and cussing to give white folks the ammunition to say, see, there they are, look at them, look at them, look at them, look at them. They didn't do that. The way they carried themselves, the way they dressed, right, spoke of people with dignity and pride. Despite how the laws were geared against them, they was not going to validate that nonsense. And when I see today, the last 30 years, you know, with the boomers getting out the way, it's like somewhere the message got lost about having class, dignity, and just self-respect. Somewhere that got lost for the almighty dollar. That at any cost, no, no, don't matter what it might be, get that dollar. And I want you just to keep this in mind, Gen X and Gen Z's and Millennials, that you take the mic and you're going you're gonna to be taking over because we're getting out your way now. Most of us, right, are retiring, have retired, about to retire. People don't respect you. You're not respected in America, doing the nonsense you see on the on this platform, putting all your personal, intimate business out there. You're not respected. It's like a sideshow with white America. Look at them. Hmm, interesting. Hmm. Do tell. You're putting all your personal business out there. And it's like, for what? You don't see no other group in America out there denigrating their men, denigrating their women, proselytizing their women. You don't see no other group on these here platform putting all their intimate personal business out there. 
You don't see that. Because they understand culture matters. They also understand perceptions matter. And what many in our community have, have, have become, I believe, are just agents of our own destructive nature. You're part of the problem. And to the Gen X and Gen Z's and, and millennials, if you don't start now, as you have family, you can start to teach them, right, to refrain from referring to themselves as the N, the B, and the H. And in fact, you can start to teach them right now that anyone who utters those words, you know, in your present, you need to correct them. Hey, with all due respect, that offends me. With all due respect, I'm not that. It's somewhat ironic in 2024. All of the racial epitaphs, ap- epitaphs have been totally, right, uh, out of use, but the old N-word. This is the only racial epitaph that's still flourishing and getting a lot of use to the old N-word. And all the other groups, their racial epitaph, Hmm. Ceases. Well, I just want to ask one question. What happened to you? What happened to us in the last 30 years since King was murdered? And if you contrast, you know, Dr. King, even the baby boomers, and although we sold out by becoming comfortable being subjugated, and colonized, yes, yes, that's right. We went for integration and assimilation. Some got jobs with the city, state, came for police, police, policemen, firemen, you know. Some folks got jobs down in corporate America, down in HR, in the basement. Some were allowed to go to Harvard, et cetera. Yes, my group, you know, stopped fighting for independence, stopped fighting for self-determination, that's true. Some was allowed to move to the suburbs, and men who had no skills, no, no, no education, were introduced to vice and crime on a very mass level because selling drugs really at the core is a lack of skills, lack of income, what it's all about, lack of income. Women was introduced to, okay, you don't need no man, you don't need no husband, you don't need no, no baby daddy here because we the state going to create a law, no man in the house, so we'll give you a few dollars, a few crumbs. He can't be there, you know, Use some food stamps. And so that has led us to this here, what I call no culture. And I can remember often as a young man, even my 20s, you know, folks had, you know, pride in being a member of Edo's. Who's your people, son? Who's your people? Who's your people? Meaning, where are you from? None of us would dare go in the public and humiliate, and humiliate our family name on the record like I see today. N-word everywhere. N-word everywhere. All your entertainers, right? It's like the punch, the punch line got to always include the N-word, the B-word, or the H-word. And would add insult to injury, right? We pay for them. We have made folks household names, millionaires, degrading and denigrating us. 
That never happened in my parents' day or my day. Folks were not doing that nonsense because of culture, because they had pride in the group, striving, trying to be the best against all odds was not going to validate what the white community thought and believed in us because why? That's how they was able to exploit us and take advantage of us to validate their own their own position of sucking everything that we produce, they took. Because why? We're not human. We're not worthy. And when I look around at a lot of the homes that I'm in, because I'm in mental health, you know, so we're in, in the folks' homes. And what I see is a culture being cultivated to continue this toxic relationship. And so I'm here to put out to the atmosphere to my group as an American, not an African, as an American who identifies as an American in the sense of slavery that's, that came out of that institution, not ashamed of it. I thank God that our elders persevered. That's why I'm here and you're here. What really is really uh, disturbing and problematic that this culture is going to continue where many of you are going to be left by the wayside. Many of you are going to be expendable. And if you don't understand, most of you who have minimum skills have already been replaced anyway. There is a mass, mass uh, invasion of illegals from all over the planet in America. And it's intentional. And so you're going to find yourself being pushed further and further and further on the bottom in this caste system. What you going to do? What you going to do when you have no skills? What you going to do when you're not needed for cheap labor or interlevel, interlevel, entry-level labor? What you going to do with yourself? And so you are preparing your children to replicate what they see. Understand about behavior. People do what is modeled before them. Kids do what is modeled before them. Why do a lot of these young men want to be gangsters and girls want to be tricking? You know, it's being modeled before them in the music, in the lyrics. And the reason why I know about some of the, the lyrics that your kids listen to as a condition in the home, I ask the kids to play for me, play for me your favorite uh, artist. It is despicable and deplorable what you're allowing your children to ingest into their little, their little brains. You can twerk all you want, baby. You can twerk that thing. Yeah, you look, you look beautiful now. But nobody respects you. Yeah, you can come out there, you know, looking all tattooed down, you know, gold sipping your mouth, all that stuff, you know. Nobody respects you. You know, you're not respected. And the funny thing that none of you make laws and policies that can do anything for the group. Think about that. But isn't it funny? Not funny, it's somewhat uh, 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 terrible that the white community can make laws that outlaw everything you do. They can make it illegal. All your so-called money-making activities have been, have been what? Outlawed. Now, now, that's a baller. That's a gangster. That's a real gangster. 
So that community can make everything you do a crime, sentence you 30, 40 years doing in your prime. You come out hobbled in your 50s or 60s or 70s if you get out. Ain't worth nothing to yourself, your community, or to society. Because why? You don't understand that, A, the most feared person in America are Ado's males. The most feared person in America who has been demonized since 1865 has been the American black male. And you play right into that nonsense by trying to be Joe Billy Badass. I'm just one bad dude. Well, that's why in the end, you end up getting the worst deal when you go down in front of that white man's courthouse because why your image has already been predicted that you are a minister of society, you bring no value to society, and you must be controlled. And the culture in the last 30 years, 35 years, has right epitomized that. So I'm saying today, I'm talking about culture. A toxic culture is not good for the group, young people. And you need to start in your home by teaching your children there's certain things that, A, are not okay. Using language that denigrates or degrades yourself or the group is not okay. Preparing your children to do each other bodily harm is not okay. Because right now, this toxic out, this, this culture out is toxic. You go to any major city, right, where most of us live in the city, and it's like, you walk out that door, you might not come back. You might not come back. And you might not even be involved in anything. You just might catch a straight bullet. So again, how can you prosper and thrive in a society found in capitalism where labor is supreme? Labor is supreme. You're not being prepared. You bring no skills to the table. You reinforce, right, the image of you being, you know, uh, a menace to society. Okay? How are you going to thrive out here? And you're not needed for entry-level labor or cheap labor. You're not needed for that no more. You're not needed for anything like that no more. What are you going to do with yourself, fellas? Ladies, what are you going to do with yourself when you're not needed? And all you all do is show the world, right, how expendable you are. How expendable you are. Because the culture, the culture is toxic. And you got these, I guess the, you know, influencers that you call them, these influencers, you know, talking about everybody's personal business. Everybody's personal business. Why you want folks to know who you're sleeping with? How often? How many? Who did it? You know? Why you want folks to know your personal business like that? And I sometimes, as I watch sometimes here and there, I'm too busy doing other things to get into that nonsense. Who raised you? Who raised these young people? Who raised the Gen X, the Gen Z, Gen Z, millennials? 
My daughter's 32. She is a millennium. I would be totally, totally embarrassed and humiliated if she got on there let the world know her sexual exploit. I said, wait a minute. Hold on. I didn't raise you to do that there. I did not raise you to be, you know, an exhibitionist. I didn't raise you to do that there. You're not, you're not, you're not, you're not helping us, the group. Our image has been tarnished since 1619. You're not doing us no favor, you know. As a parent, I'd be, I'd be outdone. And I wonder, who are these folks, who, who are these folks' parents? Instagram are models. Beautiful as they are. Well, to me, it's another form of prostitution. That's all it is. Another form of prostitution. And so, where do beautiful women go or handsome guys go when they're not 40 or 50 or 60? What do you do with yourself? What do you do? Is there an old age home for former uh, uh, Instagram models or former uh, bad boys? No, not, not to my knowledge. And your children. I can say this much from being out in the trenches that most of you, all of you got children. That's what really the ironic thing. It'd be one thing if it's you. When you die off, it die off. No. But that same virus, that toxic culture, is being instilled in the children. And remember, young people, to those of you who are not into that nonsense, I would not let my children be in the midst of those kids who've been parented that way. Because you got plans for your children and not being civil, not being educated, not being disciplined, not being structured or ordered is not part of the plan. And I understand why those who can take their kids and leave the community. I understand it. I, I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. I'm not mad at you. If I had a young kid, family man, I would do. I, I would leave too. I understand why many of you, right, don't send your kids to these public school. I understand that. I understand out in Brockton, uh, watching the news the other day, things so bad, they're talking about calling in the National Guard. So much fighting going on in, in Brockton High School. Well, you know, if things that things that at that level, right, that's a very toxic culture in there. And it's just not start, it didn't start in school. It came from the outside in. So I'm here to just say today's topic, Adolf, is real simple. A toxic culture is not good for the group. You can't uplift nobody doing that nonsense. You can't even uplift, uplift yourself. You can't do nothing for yourself. That kind of foolishness. And yes, you might as well come to this realization you're going to leave quite a few of your families and friends behind. If you understand there's, some, there's something better and you in pursuit of that, yes, you want to leave people. And don't feel offended or don't feel uh, uh, worse about it. At the end of the day, we all are making choices. We all are making choices. And I contend, what I'm saying out here, as a clinician who do home based mental health that many in our group 
I'm not going to fare well. It, it, it is what it is. Because they have internalized and embraced this toxic cu- culture that has been modeled before them. Is that word model? People really learn by seeing. And by seeing, they start to doing. And then they inherit some bad habits. Bad habits. So, I just wanted to make, make you conscious about it, you know, young people. Gen X, Gen Z, and millennials, you take center stage that I would really put a different spirit into my house. Number one, we're not going to use the N word around here, the B word and H word. Another thing I also do, young people, I would not patronize any performer whereby he had to use those words to get his point across. So, I'm not so so much into boycotting. I'm into saying, if that's the best you can do, right, you don't deserve my money. If the best you can do to get the punch or the laugh or whatever, right, is to call me an N or B or H, you don't deserve my money. Simple as that. There are thousands of words in the, in the, English, in the English language, thousands of words you could use to get your point across. But if you can always be denigrating me, all right, talking about how you, you know, so easy to kill one of us, you know, you can't get my money no more. Because, you know, neighbor, the revolution starts in your mind. It won't start with a group. It won't start with no uh, uh, parade down Main Street with, you know, confetti falling down on you. No. The revolution starts in your mind. When you decide this ain't working. This ain't good for us. This is not healthy for us. I'm going to do something different. Change starts with you. As change starts with me. I had to go back 30 years ago to upgrade my skills, to be living how I'm living now. I like this here so much better. I came out of home where there was no wealth, no inheritance. We all know, I've said, said many times, I've said many times how we got here, so I'm not, not going to go there. So I count the same kind of home that you came out of. No inheritance, no wealth. But one thing I did have, right? My parents had standards of behavior. The community had standards of behavior. You wouldn't go out there and embarrass your, 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 your community, embarrass your family. You won't do that nonsense. Unheard of. Unheard of. Unheard of. Because why? That so-and-so kid, that so-and-so boy, that so-and-so daughter, you had to represent the Negroes. You wouldn't go out there and live up to that unhealthy stereotype that the white community had of us. No, you weren't going to do that. No, you weren't going to do that. Uh-uh. And now I see many of you, it's like a badge of honor. You want to be a bad boy. What good have they done for the group? What good have they done for the group? Or you want to be fine, promiscuous, you know, everybody, you know, hitting on it, banging on it. What good are you doing for the group? King was about collective uplift. Black Panthers, the collective. Malcolm, the collective. Van Hamer, the collective. Them folks was out there for the collective. They wanted the group to do well. Now, look at you. Look at many of you. 
you take pride in being the biggest agent for white supremacy that the community ever, ever, ever produced. Take pride in it. And so my message to you as you take over, as you as you now take, you become the pilot. It's your call now. It's your call. I would really, 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 right, disavow, disengage from promoting and expanding this toxic culture. Because it's not good for you. It does nothing for the group. In the end, right, it does more harm than good. I'm going to play you a clip by Gil Scott Heron. He was an artist, you know, very prolific artist, you know, poet guy. He wrote a song called The Revolution Will Not Be Televised. You probably heard it if you're around my age. Matter of fact, I bought the album called The Revolution Will Not Be Televised. He gave a speech. He passed away now. He gave a speech in an interview, about a minute, minute plus, where he spoke about what that song meant, the message that it meant. I'm going to play it for you young people. And I really hope that you let the words sink in, especially if you listen to this program, right? I want you you to relate to, to your young people. You know, culture matters. And right now, at 30, 40 years, we have unleashed a very toxic culture. So I'm going to play Gil Scott Heron and come back and continue my, my conversation today. Again, Eidos, a toxic culture is not good for the group. It's not good. But I'm going to let Gil Scott Heron let you know what he meant when he said the revolution would not be televised. I'll be right back. The revolution wasn't televised in the 60s. Uh, is it going to be televised in the 90s? Well, you know, the, the, the catchphrase, what that was all about, uh, the revolution will not be televised, that was about the fact that the first change that takes place is in your mind. You have to change your mind before you change the way you live and the, and the way you move. So when we said that the revolution will not be televised, we were saying that, like, that, that, that the thing that's going to change people is something that no one will ever be able to capture on film. It'll just be something that you see and all of a sudden you realize, I'm on the wrong page, or I'm on the right page, but I'm on the wrong note. And I've got to get in sync with everyone else to understand what's happening in this country. Uh -huh. But I think that the black Americans have been the, the, the only real diehard Americans here because we, we're the only ones who, who've carried the process through the process. That everyone else has to sort of like skip stages. We're the ones who marched, we're the ones who carried the Bible, we're the ones who carried the flag, we're the ones who tried to go through the courts. And, 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 and being born American didn't, didn't seem to matter because we were born Americans, but we still had to fight for what we were looking for. And we still had to go through those channels and those processes. I'm back. You're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. Again, WBCA 102.9 FM. I'm your host, Larry Hagenbottom. Name of this program, From the Trenches, baby. Off the base of trenches. Off the base of trenches. From the trenches, from the trenches. I've been in mental health now for the last 25 plus years, providing in-home support, mental health services, you get to see how folks are faring, how families are functioning, how they're relating to each other. I get to see the culture in those homes. And I can tell you that things have taken a, a drastic turn for the worse, as you, as, you, as you might imagine. That's true. 
And I come on here trying to put out in the atmosphere a different message for you to entertain. And the reason being, as Gil Scott Heron said, being born in America didn't seem to matter. You understand that? Didn't seem to matter. We still had to fight for everything we had to do. Marches, right? Going to the courts, protesting, everything. And we're citizens of all the immigrants here, right? We're not one of them. There's no home to run to. That's why I say, as an American who identifies American descent of slavery, we are Americans. He said, when the light comes on, there won't be no parade. There won't be no band playing. You understand that I'm on the wrong page. I'm on the wrong note. I'm doing the wrong thing. And I contend that being out in the churches for the last 20 plus years providing mental health services, that the culture is toxic. And it's not good for anything for group uplift. Adolf, I'm speaking to the young people who's about to, who's about to replace us on the wheel. It's your turn to drive now. As we step off, baby boomers, get out your way. It's your turn to take the wheel. Where are you going? Where are you taking yourself to? The, the culture that has been allowed to uh, manifest the last 30, 35 years, whatever, it's toxic. You can go to any platform. You see young people, you know, showing that Billy Bob was here, but now he did. You know, Mary, right? Fine, it's all be done. But if you ain't got fifty dollars, she won't. You she won't make you holler. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and you hear this nonsense about fifty-fifty relationship. Nowhere in the rhetoric is it anything. Hey, I want to give somebody we can build and grow and prosper together. Cause why? We come out of homes where there's no wealth which meant neither one of them had no wealth, no inheritance. We start from zero. Not, no, they don't talk like that. Now you're you talking about men who take care and be men by providing for their wives, their girlfriends, wimps or simps. You know, where I raised my hand because what I am, I'm a, I'm a simp. I've always taken care of my wife, former, former wife. i always taken care of the woman that I'm with. Hey, don't worry about it, I got it. That's what a man does. A man does, ladies, three things. You've been properly nurtured, educated, and taught. He is a provider, a protector, and a leader. He does those three things. Those are his God-given assignments to provide. It's your job to make sure that your women and children and yourself are provided for. First and foremost, men are provider. And to the white folks, Men by nature are going to provide, be it legal or illegal. But you don't want a share of wealth by contract, city contract, state, or federal contract. They're going to do something. And for the last 40 years, locking out black men, locking black men out of getting these city contracts, state contracts, federal contracts, the trades, et cetera. Well, guess what? A man going to provide. And so what? Here come vice and crime. Also, he leaves. Where, where are we going? Man, they put it to leave. We're going somewhere. 
Because why? We both start at what? A negative. I have no inheritance, neither do you. Where are we going? A man must have a plan where he's trying to lead his family or himself. Protect. It's my job to protect my family, my woman, my children from all this garbage out here in America. A lot of this garbage. But if I'm also toxic, I am spewing garbage in my home where I carry myself, my language, my values, my belief, what I am modeling, what I'm modeling in front of my male children, my female daughter. I'm modeling, right, what they will become. Because at the end of the day, people really embrace what's been modeled before them, what they want to become. So if I'm seeing you being, right, Billy Bad Boy, well, chances are I'm going to be Billy Bad Boy. Because why? I know how to do that. You don't show me how to do that. If I'm just being tutti fruity, tutti fruity, cutie, 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 you know, and if you want to roll with me, you know, where it takes X, X number of dollars, well, I have modeled that for other females in my family on my block to see. So they will become what they see. Because why? I have modeled that behavior. And what Brother Gill was trying to say, that the revolution will only start when your mind change. So if you embrace those values, if you embrace that behavior, well, you're always going to stay where you at. Because you are not grown. You're not expanding. You have taken the path of least resistance. I'm going to be anti-sociable. I'm going to be, you know, on the outside looking in. Because I'm not highly skilled. I like the demeanor, how to roll, you know, in white America. Believe it or not, young people, right? You have to be able to, right, extract contracts out of, out of white America. You got to be able to access the large economy. As a provider, I got contract with Medicaid and the state. I am pro Adolf, but at the same time, I understand I need the business in order to hire myself, other folks in the community, create wealth, capital. So don't think you don't have, you don't have what I call a black-owned economy. That's dead. That's dead. And for those of you talking about do it, do it yourself, if you're not talking about getting contracts through the state, the city, the federal government, or private companies, or the trade unions, right? How are you going to hire people? You do it for self. We got to do for, we gotta do for ourselves. Yeah, it's doable if you got a contract. But if your culture is one toxic whereby you won't do anything illegal, well, you're leading people down a path of self-destruction. And I contend in the last 30, 35 years, if you look at what you see on, on all these videos of rappers and these TikTok and these, these platforms, you know, it's toxic. No other group I know get on there and tell their business like us. Where you come from? Our parents, my parents, never would do that. Never would have done that. They never would have done that. Never. Because they had pride in the group. 
and they was poorer than you all are. They had less than you all do. But they had pride in themselves. They had pride in themselves as a collective. And the word was about what? Collective uplift. It wouldn't get a dollar at any cost. Any cost, I got to get that that bag, get that bag. And one thing I want the young folks to really grapple with, to grasp. The last 40, 50 years since King was murdered and Malcolm was was murdered, we're down this road of of assimilation. You know, the white community has really mastered Right? How to produce sellouts. I'll say again. White community has really mastered how to produce sellouts. What are you trying to say, Larry? Real simple. I will make sure that you are that you share in the wealth of this country. Right? But make sure you 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 get a good salary, got a nice home, you're living very comfortable. You can be the illusion that we want to project that see, it ain't the structure that's the problem, it's you. You just don't want to give it a program. So they will dangle a few ADOS members, Caribbean members, African members, Asian members, folks from India, you name it, out front on the platform to give you the illusion, deception, right? That see how life has changed? See how great America is? But the reality is they cannot speak the truth because why? They're compromised. If they say anything that's based in fact and research right, there goes their perks, there goes their endorsement, there goes their contract. And that you saw when they tried to discredit Kanye West and Kyrie Irving. All of a sudden now, anti-Semitism. <laughs> Isn't that something? But again, the content of what Kyrie, I mean, what Kanye's company was saying was true. The Jewish people are in this very high position. Well, that's, that, is, that is what it is. That is what it is. But no, anti-Semitism. Well, we're going to fix you, brother. We're going to cancel these contracts. So his net worth went from like $2, two billion down to like $500 million. Okay. Still a good piece of chain. A good piece of chain, right? But they want to show you the rest of the community, here's our power. All you, the few I have, I, 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 I have selected to sit up here, be out front with the mic, smiling, grinning, living good, you know, making a couple million dollars a year, whatever, right? If you dare do what he did, you also be, be discredited, and we're going to, A, castrate you too. Well, they have perfected creating sellouts among us. Okay, and I don't, I, you know, I don't begrudge folks who come from from humble beginning, who get there. I don't expect them to be be the spokesman, the spokesman for us. Cause why? Many don't know the data. They're not versed in it, etc. They're just there for props. They give the illusion that a the group is doing the group is doing fantastic. When in fact the group the group is on the bottom, and your culture does not lend itself to changing that reality, young people. Your culture does not lend itself to changing that reality because why? You are modeling in these homes toxic culture, toxic behavior to many other young kids. And so 
their future is no better than yours. And the ones or the few that do make it out is by their own tenacity and their own grit. So I'm saying to you in 2024, to the young Eidos community, talking to you now, my, my group, not disparaging any group, not against no group. All the research shows that we are permanent underclass. And in fact, I read a report recently that said it would take Eidos 300 years, three centuries to catch up to the wealth that the whites now have. Now that, that's gone from 200, 228 years now for the 300 years, three centuries. Neither I, you, your kids, or my kids will be around. That's how far behind we are. And so we don't need no culture, all right, that's going to, A, lend itself to keeping the group further off balance. And I say, the future's in your hand, Gen X, Gen Z's, and millennials, by starting in your home with your children, you're going to plant a different seed. You're going to model different behavior, different language. I'm going to play, play brother Gil Scott Heron one more time before I sign off. I want you to hear this man's word. This is word when he describe the song Revolution Will Not Be Televised. It's very important you hear the words and let them sink in. Check them out. The revolution wasn't televised in the 60s. Uh, is it going to be televised in the 90s? Well, you know, the, the, the catchphrase, what that was all about, uh, the revolution will not be televised, that was about the fact that the first change that takes place is in your mind. You have to change your mind before you change the way you live and the, and the way you move. So when we said that the revolution will not be televised, we were saying that, like, that, that, that the thing that's going to change people is something that no one will ever be able to capture on film. It'll just be something that you see and all of a sudden you realize, I'm on the wrong page, or I'm on the right page, but I'm on the wrong note. And I've got to get in sync with everyone else to understand what's happening in this country. Mm -hmm. But I think that the black Americans have been the, the, the only real diehard Americans here because we, we're the only ones who, who've carried the process through the process. That everyone else has sort of like skipped stages. We're the ones who marched, we're the ones who carried the Bible, we're the ones who carried the flag, we're the ones who tried to go through the courts. And, 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 and being born American didn't, didn't seem to matter because we were born Americans, but we still had to fight for what we were looking for. And we still had to go through those channels and those processes. I'm back. Again, you listen to WBCA 102.9 FM. Again, WBCA 102.9 FM. Name is this hourly chat call from the trenches, baby. Observation from the trenches, from the trenches, from the trenches. Today, I'm just talking to my group. As an American who identify as Eidos, American system slavery, my topic is real simple for the young people. A toxic culture is not good for the group. A toxic culture is not good for the group. And I contend for the last 30, 40 years, the culture is toxic. You can go on any platform. All you see is folks either putting down each other, talking about the sexual exploit, you see the so-called stars we have out there whooping each other, beefing, beefing with each other. They don't own those platforms, young people. They don't own those platforms. They're just high-priced properties. They can't hire anybody and bring folks with them 
elevate them to the middle class. Why? They don't own those platforms. And the folks who do out there are probably laughing at them. Look at them. Look at them. They're making good money, but now they're squabbling. Squabbling amongst themselves over things that are trivial and obsolete. Think about it now. You see them. I see them. And many of you spend too much time in these folks' lives. Because remember now, only between them and you, that they chose entertainment, be it sports, acting, athlete, comedian, rapping. They chose those venues as a way out the hood. Out the hood. They didn't choose those venues right to be a spokesperson for the group, for the collective, trying to uplift the group. No, that's not what they did. King chose the platform for the collective. Malcolm chose for the collective. Ben Lou Hamer for the collective. They didn't do that. They was trying to get out of the hood, out of the ghetto, out of, out of poverty. And a few of them lucked up. Most of them don't. So, you see this toxic culture. It's just not part of, you know, the menu. And I'm saying to you, if you know what I know, I would not allow that to be in my home. I would not allow my kids to listen to some of these rappers. The lyrics are just, just horrendous. Horrendous. And if I had the means to get out the hood, I'm gone. Because my child is not going to be, you know, expendable. Not mine. And if you can't go, you need to make sure that if your kids are stuck in this public school, if nothing else, they know and enjoy reading. Reading is fundamental. Everything you're going to do in life, you've got to be able to read and comprehend. If not, you're not going to do well. So if you can't get out the hood and move to a community where they have a better school system with a better culture that's not toxic, make sure you become the shepherd around your children and keep them away from kids whose parents, right, allowing them to experience and be exposed to everything because you don't want your kids to be a casualty of this toxic community that has now become pervasive in many of these, these, these ghettos and these school systems. Just my belief, you know. But remember what Gil Scott having said, right? Being born in America didn't seem to matter. We had to fight for everything. Well, many of you have stopped fighting. Many of you have become agents of white supremacy. You become agents of our own oppression with the things you're putting out in the, in the, in the, inside the atmosphere. And again, change will come when your mind changes. Because your thoughts change, your beliefs change, your actions change. And to those who are marching to a different drum, don't be intimidated to leave. Gotta leave people. Gotta leave them where they are. Because this toxic culture, right, will contaminate you. It'll make you doing things that you don't want to do. Have your kids doing things that you're not raising them to do. That's why you got to make a choice. 
You got to go, you got to go. If you, if you were able to go, I'd go. I would no longer be around this toxic culture, these toxic families, these toxic communities. If I had the means to go. Well, again, as I come to a close, again, remember, you listen to WBCA 102.9 FM. Again, WBCA 102.9 FM. Name of the show, From the Trenches, Baby. Observation of Trenches, From the Trenches, From the Trenches, Baby. I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. I come here just to put out a different perspective, a different worldview. Something you can compare and contrast. And I say that a toxic culture is not good for our group, Adolf. Not good for us. And you look at what's going on here on these platforms, right? It's despicable. And I, for one, would be glad when gangster rap, all them rappers are gone. And you take that nonsense and go. All the so-called bad boys, bit boys. When they're gone. Because why? That 30 years, they ain't done nothing for us. They've done nothing for the group. But make sure a lot of our people either are now murdered, paralyzed, crippled, no skills, just not getting out of jail, etc. They ain't done much for us. So again, toxic culture, baby, is not happening. Well, that's it for today. I'll be back. Until next uh, Wednesday, stay, stay blessed and be well. The preceding commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3215 or email radio at bnnmedia.org.